I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. And we are live. Okay, here we are. What is the problem here? Why is it being stupid? All right, I think we're good. This lighting is just too bright now. Went from having not nearly enough light in here to it being too bright. I think that's good, huh? All right, no one here yet? Let's give it a couple seconds. All right, people starting to show up. Let me get some of this box score stuff open that I wanted to look at, and we will get started. Joey Pierogies, I don't want to hear your shit tonight, bud. <laughs> Flyers are a playoff team, damn it. All right, people are filing in, so let's get started. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live post game. I'm Bill Match, your director of fun and games for the evening. Just one of those nights for the orange and black, they head into the All-Star break with a 5-1 to loss to Tampa Bay. Um, not a great game. I thought the first period they played pretty well. Second period they got their asses kicked. Uh, back and forth third period. But you just really saw the depth of uh, the depth of Tampa tonight. They just came at them in waves. Flyers couldn't contain them even with the, uh, even with the home ice and the, being able to dictate matchups. Just a, uh, just a really good team there in Tampa. Um, my God, the the high end skill they have on that team, so much depth. They're they're just really good, and uh, that's what you saw on display tonight. Flyers just didn't uh, Flyers just didn't have their A game, and that's what you need to beat this team. Would like to see a better effort heading into the break, but um, just one of those games. I can't get too upset about a team uh, playing the type of hockey the Flyers have played over the last couple weeks. Absolutely would would have liked to see a better effort uh, for sixty minutes tonight, but. There's a couple of positives I want to take away from this game. The first one being Dave Haxtell made an aggressive decision. Uh, he called a timeout, which is unheard of, uh, in the third period when they got the power play. He then pulled his goalie with, what, 7.20 left, and uh, the extra attacker joins the joins the power play. It's Travis Konechny, and he buries a goal. So it's um it's it's a good coaching move. Uh, they they then of course give the goal right back to make it four one. It was three nothing at the time. But the coach uh, came up with a plan and put his team in a position to uh, to swing the momentum, get something going for themselves, and it worked. So or at least in the short term, it worked. So uh, that's a positive, a step forward for Dave Haxtall being aggressive, trusting his guys. Uh, so it's something I'm gonna I'm gonna take out of this game. Maybe Hack is. Uh, 
going to look to do that a little more in the future. I don't know how much he's going to look to, you know, pull his goalie with eight minutes left or was 7.20 left, uh, but just be a little bit more aggressive, have some more faith in his guys. Uh, that's something uh, I, I was happy to see tonight. I think um, I think we all want to see more of it, even just calling timeouts, coming up with a plan, not just, oh, yeah, I'm going to juggle the lines or, you know, something, so I'm saving my timeouts for a challenge. Like, it's 3 nothing. What the hell are you going to challenge? Uh, it's it's over unless you do something right now. So uh, I, I was happy to see that. So that's something I wanted to uh, commend the coach for. I know we spend a lot of time bashing Haxtell, and rightfully so, but I do believe that that was a, a good call on his part tonight. Really like to see the aggressiveness. Um, that second period, man, they just, they just got their asses kicked in that second period. And um, – I think you really see Charlie uh, O'Connor pointed this out on Twitter. You start to see the um, the issue with only having one good defensive pairing. Uh, that's something I think if I was an opposing coach, especially say in a uh, a playoff game in which the Flyers are on the road, I would uh, I would just look to bombard the second and third pair defensemen that the Flyers are trotting out there right now. And I think it's uh, you really see a problem with this idea of defending. Um, the only way to defend Tampa, let me try that again. The only way to defend Tampa is to not be on defense. Uh, if you give that sort of high-end skill uh, that much zone time, even if you have your quote-unquote shutdown guys out there. Um, they're going to make a play. It's just it's just high-end skill. It's what happens. You have so many uh, just, just dangerous players on that Tampa Bay team, um, and it gets to the idea of something we've talked about a lot, dependable versus um, upside, and they think they can depend on Brandon Manning. I don't know exactly what they depend on him for, but they think they can depend on him. And while um, Travis Sanheim may have, you know, issues in his own end, um, that wouldn't matter to me in terms of putting a lineup together, especially in a game like tonight, because uh, everyone's going to have problems in their own zone. Drew Doughty would have problems in his own zone. Shea Weber, whoever you want to name, would have problems in their own zone against that uh, against that Tampa attack. And if you're regularly stuck there, it doesn't matter if you're a defensive guy, defensive defenseman, offensive defenseman. What you need to do is try to take it to them. You have to attack Tampa Bay, and you need guys who push play up the ice, and that's something Travis Sanheim does. And, you know, I said I don't want to harp too much on this one thing that's just pissing us all off because the team is winning right now. They're playing well. They're in playoff position. Uh, it's a little jumbled now, uh, everything headed into the uh, – into the all-star break and everyone except the Kings are in action tonight. So there's all sorts of uh, stuff going on. Every division team is in action. So it's um, the playoff picture is going to be jumbled after tonight, but they're in playoff position and they're playing overall pretty good hockey. So I don't want to harp on that one thing, but it's just this mindset of, Oh, well, he's not good in his own end. Nobody, you don't want to be good. You don't want to be in your own end. 
you want to be on offense. And I think, you know, tonight was a, a display of that, no matter how good you think uh, players are defensively. And the Flyers have been bad defensively. Uh, they were for two periods awful defensively tonight. And last night they were pretty bad defensively, or two nights ago, when uh, yeah, Tuesday when they played last. Um I think it's just that idea of, okay, we got to defend. No, you have to score because the other team is going to score. There's no way to stop them from doing that. Um, Travis Konechny, my God, homeboy has been everywhere. Uh, I said on Twitter during the game, he usually flashes. There are usually a couple of noticeable Konechny plays every night where you go, damn, that kid's, you know, maybe he didn't score. Maybe uh, he didn't execute the play to uh, to a finish. But um, he does something where you go, ooh, he's got something there. He seemed to be everywhere tonight. Uh, even with like a minute 50 left, I think I saw him still getting in there, still getting to the net and uh, being a disruption uh, for the uh, on offense, just being a dangerous player. And I, I just love what I'm seeing out of the kid. You can just see the confidence in him. Um, his ability now to execute the simple things makes him – more confident in his ability to do everything else. And now that he's doing that, it's just a, it's just an awesome thing to see. What is this? How many games in a row with the, with a goal is this for connecting now? Is this four straight games with a goal or is it three? Four straight games with a goal for connecting. Uh, the only guy he's who scored tonight. Uh, yeah. So it's just been uh it's just been a lot of fun to watch him come into his own over the last few weeks, basically since he got bumped up to the top line, he gets some time out there on the, uh, first power play unit tonight. Um, as the extra attacker with the goalie pulled and it, it, it pays off immediately. So it's just really great to see Travis connect me, uh, starting to develop into the guy, um, you know, we all thought he was, it's, it's really awesome. It's one of those kids that makes you think, all right, this, uh, this process we're going through is paying off. Uh, you're starting to see improvements out of Konechny. Uh I thought, especially in the first period, I thought uh, Nolan Patrick was really good. Uh, no one was good in the second. Uh, it was hard to notice anything anyone did well in the second period. And then in the third, that uh, I thought the um, Patrick Wheel Konechny line or Patrick Wheel Simmons line uh, started to uh, started to play well again. They did get undressed on one goal. Uh, I believe it was Simmons on the spin move just got absolutely undressed. But like I said, if you're in the defensive zone, you're going to get beat by this team. It needs to be a more attack attack based offense. Um, but overall, I'm just starting to see a lot of improvements out of guys. Ghost didn't have his best night, but he still started. He still made some plays defensively. That uh, that Callahan goal, oof! He just really thought Callahan was cutting inside on him. That was a tough one. He was just okay. Yeah, all right. Taking away the inside, and he's by me on the outside. All right. Well, goal. That was a hell of a play by Callahan. And that's the thing. There are some plays. Um, Tampa just made awesome plays, even if, uh, you know, you could say, okay, that's on this guy, that's on that guy. And really, Tampa just made some awesome plays. Um, I'd have put Alex Lyon in after the fourth goal. It's over. Um, Brian Elliott's hurt, and they probably have a better idea of how hurt Brian Elliott is. Uh, after the fourth goal, game's over. If Michael Neuvert gets hurt, you don't have a goalie. Uh, so I would have put Alex Lyon in just to get him some experience, get Neuvert out of there. We got bad Neuvert tonight. Uh, we, we say all the time there's a good Neuvert and there's a bad Neuvert, and we did not get the good version that we've seen a lot recently. But, again, um, Tampa Bay lights up 
they have the ability to light up everybody, but there were still some saves that uh, that Neuver could have made that he didn't tonight. Uh, but I would have put Alex Lyon in after the fourth goal because um, get the kids some time and get Neuvert out of there because, I don't know, is uh, I don't think the Elliott injury is all that serious, but um, if you lose Neuvert and Elliott tweaks something uh, I'm a little more hurt than I thought, you're out of a goaltender. So I probably would put Alex Lyon in there. And getting back to that bad second period, um, this is what uh, something I wanted to check here. Okay, where are you at? Where are you at? Scroll, damn it. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Tyrell Goldborn only gets two shifts in the second period. Of course, uh, they surrender a goal on one of them, so that could have been part of it. But uh, I don't know. I see a team halfway through the period not uh, not playing its best hockey. Looks like it needs a boost. You're on home ice. I, I maybe would have tried to get uh, Tyrell Goldborn out there just to stir some shit. Uh, you know, do do what he's here to do. Uh, he's only taken one minor penalty and has no fights since he's been up. And I get he's not up here to be a goon because that's not the way the game's played anymore. But uh, it's halfway through the period. You're down 2 nothing in the second. And um, you're just not playing with near the energy, uh, anywhere near the uh, focus you were playing with in the first period. Um I don't know. I would have tried to get Tyrell Goldborn out there, maybe to go do his thing, uh, make a couple of hits, maybe start something with somebody, just trying to get something going, just trying to get some juice in the building. You know, we're headed into the all-star break. It would be nice to just go in with a little more fight than they did. But, of course, who on Tampa Bay is even going to engage him? I know I sure as hell wouldn't. If I was them, I would just laugh in Goldborn's face. So maybe Hackstall's thinking of that preemptively. Like, what's the point? I don't know. But to only give him two shifts in the second, I thought, was uh, was a mistake. Uh, yeah, let's see. Goldborn tonight. 2.30 in the first. 54 seconds in the second. 2.23 in the third. Yeah, I just would have made more of an effort in the second half of the second period to get him in there. That's just me. That's probably what I would have done. All right. We're like 14 minutes in. I'm going to turn it over to you guys for uh, for your comments and stuff. I don't have a ton tonight. We're headed into the All-Star break. Like I said, it's a disappointing loss, but it's against the number one team in the East. You would have liked them to see uh, put up a better game, but I, I, I can't get upset. It's just one of those nights. The Flyers are no longer undefeated with Goldborn in the lineup. Yes, that is true. That is true, Joey. Dominated territorial battle, but Vasilevsky, yeah, first and third, they did have some pressure on. Um, Vasilevsky was really good. You see, you see why they chose him uh, over Ben Bishop. Um, Bishop's good, you know, and he did a lot for them. But Vasilevsky is a hell of a talent, and he played one great game for them tonight. Vaz is on pace for 67 games played. I get the feeling something is going to give down the stretch, even if he sits a lot last month or so. All right. Outright poor effort, second and third period against a very good team, almost as if they gave up. I didn't think the effort was bad in the third. Uh, I just thought they got uh, crushed. 
by the by Tampa's high-end skill. I just don't think the Flyers had it tonight. I don't think it was so much about effort. Uh, they could have been better in the second, absolutely. I don't think it was so much about effort as it just was um, Tampa was much better tonight. That's that's just how it uh, that's just how it came. Hopefully, Hack will take more risks in the second half. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a team that um, that needs to take some risks because they don't have the depth of uh, you see it with Tampa. They don't have the skill depth that Tampa does. So you need to take some risks with your lineup. You need to take some risks with your uh, in-game management in order to uh, in order to have a chance against these high-end teams on a night-to-night basis. Haxtell waits till the middle of a power play to call a timeout. I thought that was really well done. Uh, you're able to then keep your first unit out there. Uh, they get some pressure, and then you you don't want to go to that second unit. That's not uh, that's not what you want to do. So you wait, and then you, you keep that first unit out there, and then they score that goal. Pens won, but the Devils lost. Blue Jackets and Yotes are tied. Yeah, it's a it's going to be a mess, and it's going to be a mess for a while. And I got to say, I'm pretty excited to see the uh, to see this stretch run here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun making a playoff push. They're they're right in the middle of things, and uh, I'm looking forward to meaningful hockey. You know, it, we didn't get meaningful hockey last year. I'm looking forward to it this year. Be happy playing pretty good hockey, Philly. Both supporting chaos looks Penguins-esque to me. Uh, I think their supporting chaos is better than the Penguins. Talent-wise, absolutely. Provorov needs this break to find out what's wrong with his hands. Yeah, it wasn't um, Tuesday. I thought he just was, like, playing – with a right-handed stick or something. Uh, I, I I don't know what his problem was. It wasn't as a, uh, it wasn't as obvious tonight, but he definitely didn't. Uh, he definitely hasn't been, um, hasn't been as dynamic with the puck as he's been in the pr- prior. Gotta love massively dominating a team and losing. Noivy gave up a goal in every, Four and a half shots. I wouldn't say they massively dominated Tampa Bay. Um, they gave up just way too many, way too many scoring chances to say that they massively dominated them. How did a uh, badass motherfucker Brian Elliott get hurt? Uh, I don't know. Like, it must have been in, in like the pregame skate or something. They didn't call Alex Lyon up until this afternoon. Um uh, maybe he's sick. They're calling it a lower body injury. So Steph says he has the poops. That's definitely possible. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is like a stomach thing going around right now. Uh, maybe it, it could be it could be anything. Uh, pre-game skate, uh, you know, morning skate, whatever. He could have just tweaked something. And uh, last game going into the into the All Star break, they don't want it to be something that lingers into uh, into next week. So you just sit him out, get Neuvert to start. And Neuvert's been playing well. He just didn't uh, He just didn't come through tonight. I don't think I've ever hated players on a team I follow slash love, but I absolutely hate Manning. What does he do that helps this team besides fill a roster spot? He can skate around. 
He knows how to hold a stick. What does he do that's worthy of playing in this lineup? Um, I wish I had an answer for you. Um, I often say that even if I don't agree with something, if I can see the logic in it, um, I'll go, okay, I see your thinking. I see your reasoning here. Um, I get where you're coming from. I don't agree, but okay. Uh, I, I don't see the logic or reason or anything in Brandon Manning. Brandon Manning is a, at best, sixth defenseman. I, you know, to me, he's the perfect seven. If he plays three, if he plays 30 games a year, great. Uh, fill in for some injuries, do whatever, and you play him 15 minutes a night, whatever. Um, but as a, as a lineup staple, I just, I do not understand it a little bit. Should Hexy look into bringing back JVR at the deadline since he's on the last year of his contract to play middle six minutes and on the second power play and help the young players? I don't know about JVR. I kind of don't want to take, I mean, who does that bump? I guess, yeah, I, I don't love it. I like JVR. He's a nice player. I just don't love the fit. And as a uh, as a rental player, what are you giving up for him? Um, I just I don't love it. Vasilevsky was the difference. It was nice to see Hack roll the dice so early and succeed, even though it didn't matter. Still fired up for the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they got a great goaltending performance tonight, and they made some awesome plays to uh, to score goals. And it, it that was the difference. That was that's what happened tonight. You know. Uh, and, and just a, a shit second period, just an absolute bad performance in the second period. A month ago, everyone was talking about the trade deadline and what we could get for Simmons. No way we are sellers now, but is getting a high return for Wayne still something to consider? I mean, not unless they really fall out of it, and I – I'm going to be surprised if they move him at all. And if they do, I could see it happening like at the draft or, um, you know, right after he's eligible for the extension July 1st. A positive to take away from tonight is that the Flyers are going to be really good if Carter Hart is the real deal. A great goalie can steal you games you have no business winning. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've known that for a while, just not having a great goalie. How many times have we uh, – have we sat here and just, you know, been like, oh, yeah, they just ran into a hot goalie tonight. Nothing you can do about that one. Um, if Carter Hart is the real deal, that will be that will be a hell of a result for a second-round draft pick. Uh, however, I will say, don't get your hopes up about how soon he'll be here. It would be awesome if he's here in two seasons. But um, he's going to play at least one full year in the AHL, and goalies are voodoo, man. You just don't know. You just don't don't know. Um, he could look like a bust for two seasons in the AHL, come up uh, as an injury call-up, and have three consecutive shutouts and never look back. You know, you just never know with goalies. They are so temperamental. And, I mean, look at our history in this city with goaltenders. It's a, it's a, it's a tough position to nail down. 
I'm not that upset that the best team in the league reminded us why they are the best team in the league. Uh, yeah, they were on a little bit of a skid for a little bit. It was like, oh, is uh, Tampa starting to show some cracks? But now this is three wins in a row for them. And, uh, you know, the Flyers are playing pretty well up until tonight and just ran into a uh, into a deeper team who um, who had a good game. That's that's what it came down to tonight. Couldn't Flyers probably didn't generate enough scoring chances, and then the ones they did, you know, they they didn't they didn't capitalize on. Um, Konechny gets a breakaway. They get a couple of shorthanded opportunities that don't even end in a shot. Um, these are just you know little plays that you you think back on and go, oh, they could have made something happen there. My God, how um the two on one, uh, Philpola Laterra against the forward it's Stamkos but it's a it's two guys against a forward in a two-on-one and they don't even come close to making a play and then later uh Laterra gets caught from behind I mean I'd rather Laterra have guys in front of him than behind him because they're catching him every time at least if they're in front of him he has a chance of like getting the pass through their stick or skates or something uh him alone with with guys chasing him I have no, uh, I have no confidence in anything positive happening. But it was just like he looked like he wasn't moving when they caught him. Not worried. Teams go on streaks, hit a bump, lose a game or two, then get right back on the winning streak. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, this game doesn't concern me a ton. Uh, like I said, just one of those nights. I absolutely would have loved to win. I would have loved a better effort, especially a better second period. Um, but when they're playing well overall, it's hard to uh, it's hard to nail them for this one. They go into the break on a loss instead of a win. That's not ideal, but uh, I'll take it. You know, are comments just not loading, or am I actually like kind of caught up? Laterra needs to go asap. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing in this lineup. I I, I guess the has he been better on the penalty kill? They just like. I don't understand how this team ices so many guys who are, like, below average. Um, but at the end of the day, he's a fourth liner. He's okay, I guess. I'd rather him than Dale Weiss. I really, really just have a problem with Dale Weiss. I just – it's personal at this point. I've never met the man. I'm sure he's wonderful. Um, you know, maybe he's a great guy, gives to charity, pays his taxes, all that shit. But um, you know, takes care of his pets, uh, whatever. I just have a personal problem with him. I just, I, I can't, I can't stand him. I really would rather anyone be in the lineup than Dale Weiss. I'd rather Riley Cote come back and play than watch Dale Weiss. Has Laterra ever really done anything positive? Never seen a more worthless player. Uh, yeah, it's, you know. Teams should only make moves at deadline to move from content, from contenders to champions. I've seen lots of teams mortgage their future to move from bubble team to contender, but still have no prayer to stand up to legit championship teams. Seems pretty clear that the Flyers wouldn't stand a prayer in a seven-game series against the Bolts. Stand pat at the deadline. Um, I don't know about stand pat, but I, I understand your uh, your sentiment, and I agree. And I think that's something. Ha um, I think that's something Hextall has been. Um, has been pretty adamant about. He's not going to move. Uh, he's not going to move assets for for band aids. That's something he really, really doesn't want to do. Um, 
but if you can do like the the inverse of a of you know a trade you made uh, last year, like if you can bring in a veteran defenseman like a Mark Streit, I'm not saying a guy who's done like Mark Streit was, but uh, a guy you can count on a little bit more than than you know if you're going to stick with Brandon Manning or someone like that, uh, a veteran defenseman to take up some of those minutes. Um, I wouldn't have a huge problem with that if the asking price is, you know, an older roster player, like how we, uh, how the Flyers were able to, you know, basically flip strike for, uh, for Philpola and picks. If you're able to go with some later picks or some picks down the line in you know, 2019, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but making a big splash, I just don't see it happening. And I don't know really like what do you to make this team a Stanley Cup contender? Are you trading for Eric Carlson? Like that's not happening. So um, uh, yeah, I, I would I would explore moves where you could make incremental differences just to help out in a uh, in potential playoff run in a series. But I definitely wouldn't uh, part with any of the high end prospects. Definitely wouldn't part with uh, either of the first round picks. You know, unless something crazy comes up, which is. By something crazy, I legitimately mean like a Norris caliber defenseman. Why doesn't Raffle play in the Latera spot? I yo after after Brandon Manning's deflection own goal the other night, I would rather Brandon Manning be on the Latera spot. <laughs> I'm totally serious. That was a great redirect with his skates to uh, to score on his own team. I'd rather him there than Latera. Hard to believe Elliot got injured. Did they ever disclose his injury? I just heard lower body, and I thought during the broadcast they said it's not uh, it's not serious, but who the hell knows? They really just are very secretive with injuries. Latera makes Van Develde look like an all-star. Now this is just recency bias. Um, Latera, is he better than Van Develde? Yeah, he's got more skill, but overall usefulness, um, yeah, they're both not doing anything for you. I'll give you that. I would say Laterra has more um, – man, even Vandevelde picked up points every now and then, though. What's Laterra got, like three points? <sighs> they're close. They're they're different, but in terms of what like impact they're actually having on your team – uh, making them better, neither of them are doing anything for you. Our core isn't bleeding by any means, so we don't need a player to bandage us, whether it be down the road or... Uh, or as of the current season. Yeah. Um, I really, really want the Flyers to save all of their assets as much as they can. Uh, because, like, all these picks, all these prospects, you're never going to use all of them. You're never going to see all these prospects. There's just – look at how long it's taking to get, like, Travis Sanheim here. He was, what, 2014 first-round pick. Like, you're just never going to cash all these chips in. But I want to save them for when – 
most of the kids are here and when this core is still looking to uh, to become contenders to make that over the top move that's what i want to save uh, that's what i want to save all the assets for is to be able to make the uh, to be able to make the big move that puts them over the top like um you know going out and getting the the Marion Hosa at the deadline going out and getting the Phil Kessel in the season where you're like we got to just get back and win the cup this year things like that um big moves that will put you right into you know you're thinking all right we're probably a final four team this like could win us the east you know that those are the types of things i want to save the assets for and with the number of young players they have and the progression they're making i think that's a real possibility I guess I wouldn't have as much of a problem with acquiring younger guys with team control. Yeah, and but uh, I don't have a problem with that. If you can go do it, that's awesome. Um, those players are often expensive. Um, but if you think it, it legitimately makes your team better, then absolutely. Um, someone brought up the idea of a Mark Stone. I wouldn't hate it, but as a, he's already 25. He still has another year of restricted status as an RFA this offseason, so you'd have to trade for him. Um, but he'd be a hell of an addition if you're able to go out and go out and get a guy like that. But uh, you know, what's Ottawa going to want from him? Probably a whole lot. There, Latera's um, been better recently, and by better I mean from what he was when it looked like he's the worst player in the league uh, earlier in this season. Uh, it's definitely their limited use playing with Scott Lawton. It's definitely uh, it's definitely all contrib uh, contributing factors. But um, I mean, he's what's he what's he doing for you? Hell, I'd probably have LeCavalier over Laterra. At least he was streaky with points and goals. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, like, <laughs> using LeCavalier on the second power play unit would make more sense. Uh, they don't really use that standstill shooter position that other teams do. But um, if they were to somehow adapt, like, get uh, Nolan Patrick behind the net more and feed pucks out in front of LeCavalier, he would be able to do – I mean, the LeCavalier that was here, not LeCavalier now. Like, that – I assuming you just mean that type of player. But, um, yeah, I mean, at least he would have a use in that regard. Like, you could just feed pucks out front to him, and he could just bang him as hard as he could. Um, Laterra is just a... a – Any team looking to have a fire sale soon? Arizona? Um I, I don't know about fire sale. Maybe you could make uh maybe you could move for one of those younger forwards that are on Montreal. Um but I, I don't know about fire sales. Uh, Arizona is not looking to move anyone young. I mean, they're just in a straight up rebuild. They're just in a we don't even give a shit tank mode. We're just playing young guys and not caring about anything. Even though they have, you know, Zach Ronaldo out there. Do you think Coots can be a legit candidate for the Hart Trophy, especially if he continues this pace and the Flyers make the playoffs? I don't know if he's going to be able to um, 
I mean, yes. And I once did a piece that ranked, um, like, the importance of the trophies to a team. Like, uh, the three Selkie finalists uh, for, for, like, a 10-year period um, versus the three uh, Norris finalists versus the three Hart finalists and where their teams ended up in the playoffs. And by far, the um, the teams with the Selkie candidates, on average, went the furthest in the playoffs. Um, the Hart Trophy goes to guys who amass the most points, usually. It's often not for, like, um, I know the Selkie is supposed to be for defensive forwards, but it's really best two-way game. Like, who is a, who is a good defensive forward that also scores? And it's kind of um, it's kind of evolved into that more so than just a guy who wins defensive zone face-offs all the time. Uh, so, uh, Hart Trophy, I just don't think he's going to have the 100-point kind of um, – kind of resume to get in that discussion, but he doesn't need it. I mean, as long as he's just a bona fide one C, this team will be fine. I have to wonder what Hexy is waiting for to bring up Limblom. Uh, he just, he likes guys to get their time in the AHL. That's just what it is. Um, he wants them to develop down there. He wants them to be ready. You, you don't know what Limblom's going to be yet. Is Limblom going to be a, a guy who plays on your third line um, and contributes to the offense like a Jordan Wheel, or is he going to be a legit top six winger? Uh, is he going to be a guy who, who plays on your first or second line, plays on your first power play, and gives you a ton of production? They're just still bringing his game along, and I think they just want him to be more refined by the time he gets here. I'd love to see him. I wanted him to make the team out of camp. I really wanted him to be called up in December, and now we're just kind of waiting. But I'm not going to be too mad about it because, um, you know, they're in the playoffs. Deal simmer. I can't make that promise. How the heck is Coots not an all-star? Who are you taking out? Uh, it's, it's three on three, only so, guys, so many guys may make it. Who are you taking out? Blue Jackets and Coyotes still tied in the second. Call up to Karski, yeah. Word on Felix Sandstrom kind of fell off the planet, it seems. Yeah, he got hurt earlier this year. I heard uh, he came back recently and then missed his team's last two games. This was sometime this week I read this. Um, he's he's doing okay over there. He's, he's you know, a young guy uh, in that league um, holding his own. But... Um, he he got hit with the injury bug like a lot of uh, just like Myers, just like Moran did, just like Anthony Stolarz, and uh, the Flyers have a really deep farm system, so it's tough to uh, it's tough to stay on the radar with this many guys. You know, Carter Hart is you know Mister Team Canada. You you have all this depth of prospects. Some guys fall by the wayside, and then they and then some of them bounce back. Look at a uh, Albe Kubel with the Phantoms, forgotten man. Now all of a sudden. Oh, wow, yeah, looks like he might actually be a player. Good stuff, good stuff. Hernia for uh, for Sandstrom. All right, guys, 
Wow, only 38 minutes tonight. Pretty pretty quick one. Uh, I didn't have a ton. I just had, uh, I mean, you know, wasn't their night tonight, and that's just the way she goes sometimes. So thank you for joining me. Uh, we will see you after the uh, after the All-Star break. We'll be back with all this content. We are doing a, uh, a mailbag episode of BSH Radio on Monday. Uh, so hit us up on Twitter at BSH underscore radio. There's a, uh, you know what I'll do? I will just to make it easier for us to find the questions, I am going to uh, pin at the top of the BSH radio profile the tweet asking for questions and then just reply to that. Uh, we'll answer your questions on the show, and we'll have a good time with, uh, with the mailbag episode. All right, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, I will see you all when we get back. And, of course, go Eagles. Hello. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs> <laughs>